Hello and welcome to Bondi Nights, a podcast recorded in Bondi at night. And let's get right into it. Tonight on uh, Bondi Nights, I've got uh, KP, my second interviewee uh, on the program. Pleasure to have you, KP. Why don't you introduce yourself uh, to the Bondi Nights audience? Hello, audience. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am just a person living in Arizona, and I am glad to be here tonight talking whatever comes to mind with everyone here. Well, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't actually know that about you, KP, uh, that you're in the, uh, what is the name of, like, what's, you know how, like, states have names, like the, the Golden State, and what's, what's Arizona's name, like? The desert, <laughs> like nothing but this. I mean, I, I know it sounds like such a stereotype, but it is it is crazy. We are known for cactuses and sand. That's yeah, it's it. it's it's hot, you know, but it's it's a dry heat. I hear. I, I well, I know actually from being there. Oh yeah, I I wasn't born and raised here, but yeah, you are definitely right about the dry heat. Uh, it's a huge transition coming from the coast all the way here because you need a lot more lotion here and you need a lot more water here. And, oh, let me tell you. So you're, you're, you're applying lotion on the regular? <laughs> you kind of have to with that dry heat. Everything just gets chapped, my guy. Oh, man. Right. I, I don't think I've ever used lotion in my life, if I'm being honest. What? Moisturizer? Nothing not, like that? No, no. I mean, I know a lot of people, even men nowadays, it's becoming very normalized for men to put a lot of um, like effort and money into their skincare, uh, whereas previously it was more seen as like a like a woman thing. Uh, but, you know, I don't I don't like look down on guys that want to want to ensure that they're their skin is youthful, uh, it's very important, especially when you get to, you know, middle age. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I think society is definitely shifting, or in my opinion, like a better perspective on men makeup. But also, traditionally speaking, men or actors in the big screen have always worn makeup, you know? So I feel like it's a great step to not look down upon men wearing makeup and hey nothing beats looking younger i guess i mean i don't want to have wrinkles on my forehead or like my face all the time you know so well yeah, yeah you're so you're you're kind of lumping two th things that i would personally in my mind keep separate which is like skincare products and makeup to me like i still feel like it is quite um beyond the realm of like what you would say uh acceptability cult cultural acceptability for like heterosexual men to be applying makeup but you think that that should change is what you're saying oh i mean yeah i mean i know we're very accepting of men wearing makeup i i'm assuming Oh yeah, days, I, I but yeah. <laughs> I specific, I specifically said heterosexual men, and I'm not saying that yeah. there's anything wrong with a heterosexual man wearing makeup. I'm just saying that 
society as a whole would probably have a negative attitude towards that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's, we are making great strides though. And it's, it's happening, change is happening every day. And fortunately, sometimes it just doesn't really, you know, work as fast as we'd like it to be. But mm. on, the, on the flip side, though, on the brighter side of things, there ain't nothing wrong with uh, definitely putting moisturizer on my face. And in fact, I have to do that so often, it, it's starting to burn a hole through my paychecks week after week, bro. It, just living in Arizona is just rough, believe me. Wow. So, so this, uh, this moisturizer is, it, it, it's, uh, it's not cheap is what, is what I'm getting, uh, is what I'm hearing. Oh no, not really. I mean, I wish it was, but Hey, the beauty companies got to make their money somehow. So, y- so you're getting, but you're getting like the high end stuff. You could go to Walmart and probably get a cheaper moisturizer if you wanted. Right. Oh man. Yeah, I, I could. But I'd be doing myself a disservice because really all I all I really spend my money on is like food and lotion and <laughs> drinks and that's it. Clothes, man. Yeah. I don't know what else to get. Food and you lotion. <laughs> yes, wow. sir. I mean I've never but yeah. Yeah. So Basically, all right, yeah. let's let's move on to the realm of food then, because as mm-hmm. as um you know, this is an Australian program, but I think listeners will have a very good um, awareness uh, that American culture is very much like associated with the food culture. So I was wondering, what's your, what do you think would be like, the go-to kind of cuisine in the Arizona um, state? Oh, go-to. Man, that's a... Man, I like a lot of things. I like almost everything. Um, my go-to would actually be Mediterranean cuisine. But it's really interesting because I never would have said that three years ago. And I think it just has to do with how like Arizona as a state, or even like how America in general has become quite a melting pot of various cultures, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a good and a bad thing, to be honest. But, you know, through all the tastes and all all the the cuisines that I've been through, I I feel like Mediterranean is the go-to for me. Okay, For so sure. are we talking like Greek, Italian? Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what else? I, Spanish. I love Italian. Tapas? I, I'm gonna say Italian. Italian. Okay. Oh yeah. I so I That's would have associated Italian food more with the like the northeast kind of region of the U.S. Uh, than with mm. the Southwest. Southwest, I would mm. say, would be more like like Mexican food. Yeah, and actually, yeah, that's that's a really good um, perspective because definitely we're well, one we're we're closer to the border too, but also a lot of you know influence when it comes to the history of Arizona and like the the location, the geography, everything associated with it. Definitely, I I would you know what if you had caught me three years ago, I definitely would have said Mexican food. Definitely, I'm not even kidding you. 
but yeah i think in general i think italian is still my go-to <laughs> mm. yeah well i mean i love i love some italian food don't get me wrong but i i also feel like i have a mild gluten allergy which kind of makes that Uh-oh. difficult you know Mm, yeah I've, I've yeah i have friends that have gluten allergies i mean it's it's tough sometimes really i sometimes i just cop the cop the itchiness like because you know that that uh pasta you know ragu looks just i can't i can't uh help myself you know and i just suffer afterwards but uh for the most part if i'm going like italian I'm getting potato mm. gnocchi like every time, mm. every time, man. Cause it's potato. Oh man. Oh man. What's the, um, might be a far reach, but what's your favorite Italian restaurant? Restaurant? Oh yeah. Uh, well, what you wouldn't know, like you you don't live here. <laughs> well, I mean, your viewers might. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, actually. Thank you. Thank you for uh, situ- situating this podcast geographically. There is, I guess, in order to give you an answer, I'd, I have to give you a bit of a background to Sydney. There is, um, so there is a region uh, like near the inner city where uh, you, get, you tend to get cheaper food um, in general, like better value. And there's mm. a... Um, suburb called Newtown. It's like, uh, it's like the, like where the hipsters live, basically hipsters or right. used to be probably more hipster. Now it's like yuppie, uh, you know, yuppie crowd. But, uh, yeah, there's a, a very reasonably priced Italian restaurant called the Italian bowl. Shout out to the Italian bowl, uh, in Newtown that, that is, that is my go-to. Yeah. If I'm getting Italian, um, I'm going Italian bowl. But you know, that's there's another place, uh, Isabella's, Isabella's, uh, in Randwick that I like as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's like some local local knowledge for you. If you're ever in town, you can listen back to this and and uh, find a couple of good recommendations for Italian. But let me ask you something. What's your what's your take on the uh, the iconic chain Italian restaurant, uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> Man, do I have a lot to say about this? No, I'm just, I'm gonna keep it simple. It is, it is okay. <laughs> now I understand some, some viewers that read this or, or not read this, like listen to this and be like, oh my God, he's one of those guys. Listen, I understand the hate I understand the pros and cons of Olive Garden. Believe me, I've I've gone there more times than I can count and that I'm more, I'm ashamed to admit is a better word to say, okay? But they have some pretty good options there, all right? They, they, they really do. I, it, the biggest con is that it is not authentic Italian cuisine. I'm sorry, I said it. it, it it's true, it's, it's not authentic, even though they say it is. Things there are done so like cookie cutter. Okay. I have friends that work there. I, I know all about it. Like they tell me everything on the inside. Like sometimes they don't even like hand make their soups. Oh, but what? I get it. It's it's just a yeah. 
It's a bombshell. You're just dropping a bombshell right now. It's the truth. You can look this up on the internet too, my guy. <laughs> Wait, side note. Do you guys have Olive Garden over there? No, we don't. The, the, the landscape of American chain food is quite barren um in australia mm. we've got i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly what we've got we've got mcdonald's we've mm. got something that is pretty much identical to burger king but for some reason it's called hungry jacks uh, mm. we've got kfc <laughs> kfc oh god we've got subway <laughs> subway oh and we we've got uh recently actually we got Taco Bell. But it's like it's like way more expensive than the American Taco Bell that it's just ridiculous like if you it's like imagine like going to Taco Bell and having to pay as much as you would pay at Chipotle. That's Australian Taco Bell. What the heck? Yo. Yo. It's pretty rough, I'm, man. It's it's I'm slim pickings. And we've got all right, we've got pizza, like we've got Domino's and Pizza Hut and even I think Little Caesars, but it's not the the standard of the pizza is is just nothing compared to the US. Like they're just they're just really really bad, but um like the brand is technically the same, but it's like if you were to get an Australian Domino's pizza delivered to you, you would just be like, "What is this garbage?" You know. <laughs> oh no! What is this? Oh, Domino's is not that bad here. I'll say a little pricey though. I'd rather not Domino's. Just my personal take. So if you had to choose between Domino's, Pizza Hut, and Papa John's, which I understand are like the three, the big three, um, although I know Papa John got canceled, so maybe that he's, maybe they've fallen off a bit. Uh, where are you, where are you going if you have the choice? I would choose neither and go to a local spot. No, but if, if, if given the gun to your head, you have to have, have one. Yeah. What's your, I what, would say Domino's. Domino's, okay. Yeah, I'd say Domino's. I don't know. Pizza Hut here in America is just... Uh, again, I'm going to give them the okay stamp. I know some people will groan, oh my God, make up your mind. But like, I'm just going to give them the okay stamp. They're just a little pricey. That's all. And for what it like, is. It, yeah, for what it is, absolutely. Like you're paying... What, you're paying like 13 bucks for like... A large two-topping pizza. Oh, come on, man! You can get a lot with thirteen bucks anywhere else. Yeah, that's the, that's pizza. the other thing that I I realized about American pizzas because I the first time that I um I guess ordered a pizza for myself when I when I went to the U.S. Um, we went to it was me and a couple of friends and we ordered. I believe it was Domino's. This was in New York City. And it was it was the way that the online ordering um, uh, website kind of uh, program was set up. It really was trying to push us in the direction of like one, two toppings max. But mm -hmm. like 
we come from a place where it's like you want your pizzas just like loaded with everything so we put like all this shit on it and we at the end of it we were just like this isn't good like it's better it would have been better if there were just one or two toppings yeah and then not only just that either but what was the what was the price tag on that <laughs> it wasn't i don't remember it being much of a surcharge for additional toppings but but you know cuz i actually at one point in my life i actually worked at a fairly upscale pizza place and I do like when I made my own pizza, like because they would always let you make one to to take home at the end of the shift. I would like, you know, naturally just load it with sh with a bunch of shit, like just to get my you know my money's worth or my whatever, like my best value I could. But I always Sorry. like I eventually just came around to the conclusion that. Pizza just tastes better when there's less shit on it. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I I agree. I highly agree. Less is more. I think it, less is more. It actually is when it comes to pizza. And I think, you know, when it comes to, like, when you want to taste the cheese, and then, you know, if you're going to have, like, meats on there. Actually, you know what? That I'm sorry to segue really quick. Are you putting pineapple on pizza? Yes uh, or no? This is yeah. this is this is something that people for some reason get very heated about, which I I don't really understand. <laughs> I I've always kind of I've always I I honestly like I'm a little bit hesitant to even like discuss this question on the on the pod because I just associate it with like basic bitches on Tinder. <laughs> <You know? laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like a, Damn. a girl who like know. doesn't really have much of a personality is gonna like try to make like a big deal about whether you like pineapple on pizza. You know? Dang, let them know. It's okay. You you, you have the right to uh, you plead the fifth, as we say. You know, you know, vow your silence. You're good. You're good. Well, I, I well, I I guess I I. I'm not really staying very silent if I'm if I'm uh, calling out these these basic girls on Tinder, but <laughs> my like look my whole my whole opinion about this is mm. is it's like why why do people care so much you know it's it's like I do have an opinion. But I almost feel like saying my opinion is validating this idea that it's like it's like the the like you know most important schism of our times, you know? Right. It's mm. like No, I, I know what you exactly what you're trying to say. If you don't it's, if you don't like pineapple on pizza, I don't care. If you do, yeah, I don't so care. What? Who gives a shit? I've always been that type of person to like think about it that way too. It's like you want to go to the beach or not? Like, who cares? Like, I completely understand. But for some reason, when it comes to a fruit on a food item, the world goes nuts. Mm. And I have no idea why. I I kind of suspect that, um, you know, I remember, I remember someone making this observation of, um, I believe, it, are you familiar with the band... My Chemical Romance. 
Um, a little bit, yeah. They were like a early to mid two thousands emo band, and I remember like I think it was the front man, um, made a comment once that was like, uh, pretending to hate things to seem interesting is not interesting. Hmm. You know, and like so many people do that, they like take really over the top. And I have to say, like, the reason that that quote has stuck with me is probably because I am guilty of that a little bit of like, Mm. of like really having an opinion on everything, because I feel like if you have an opinion on a lot of stuff, it makes you interesting, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I see where you're going with this. Um... It's definitely an interesting quote because I feel like it I feel like it applies heavily to society at least in America today. I don't really know or I can I can't really relate to how it is in Australia, but I can tell you with social media and the way how people present themselves on social media in America that quote heavily applies. Mm. Yeah, you're referring to the like the outrage culture. Oh, yeah, or just even just being opinionated in general. So Well, yeah, I mean, Americans, Americans are an opinionated people. That's Oh, yeah. That's uh <laughs> and that's good. That can be good, you know, if you if you have like a if you have like a a debate, um, you know, no one wants to watch a debate where everyone's like just being really polite and respectful you know, and like sticking to the facts and not getting emotional, like that would be boring. No one would want to watch that. It wouldn't be entertaining. Americans have a way of like making things entertaining, often through controversy and and um, confrontation. Yes. And as a society, we definitely, it's a good and a bad thing. We don't really shy from confrontation but i'll put an asterisk next to that because we love attention at least as as americans would say they they honestly do and on the unfortunate side of that is we put our noses into things that should not be put into you know what i mean so yeah definitely i can see that so you you uh you you would consider yourself uh part of the stereotypical american archetype i think so if if i'm being honest i would actually place myself as a a stereotypical i mean granted i'm 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 educating myself more in the regard of like how to act when it comes to talking to other people that have different background or different cultures because american i all the real culture that I've really ever known is just American culture, like upfront, you know, blunt. And like the way how it is here is like everything is taught black and white, you know, left versus right or like this or that. And that's kind of like how society is in America. At least that's the best way that I can put it. And that's the only thing that I really know. You can educate yourself, which I'm doing, but in, 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 the grand scheme of things, like generally, I would say I, I would fall under the category of an American citizen. Not, not the bigoted ones, mind you, okay? Like, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and, like, 
you know, you know, spout BS or like slurs and all that. No, 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 no. Because there are people like that out there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware that that there's a lot of bigotry and intolerance in the world. Fortunately oh, yeah. for Bondi Nights listeners, they do not have to encounter that uh, when they tune in. This is a, uh, I would say it's it's a controversy free um, zone. We like to keep okay. things mild, and um, and I I really feel like you are uh, you're on brand um, for for the for the program. So I really feel like you've enriched and contributed to the um, to the Bonai Nights. Uh, uh you know like recording uh i don't know what i'm trying to say here but thank you for coming on the show um it was jp yes oh kp kp thank you so much kp uh you've been a terrific um second guest on bondi nights and uh come come on again sometime i'll grab your details uh after the after we stop the recording and hopefully you can become a friend of the show absolutely i I would love to come back and i highly appreciate the opportunity for you having me here so thank you all right well uh that's all for that's all for now uh thanks everyone for listening to this episode of bonai nights please um uh, uh, follow on Spotify, please rate and, uh, keep it locked. Cause there's more Bonai Nights coming, coming up. So peace. You want to say goodbye, uh, KP? Goodbye, everybody. Uh, if I were to leave you guys with one piece of advice, it's that, uh, coffee is actually bean soup. That's it. Have a good night, guys. Wow. I'll have to think about that one.